What is up and welcome back to the 48 Men Podcast. I am back for my, this, this is actually is my final, you're, you're my final episode of season four. So the big finale, this is the big finale. And you are also my second in-person guest from this. I think my second in-person guest from the season. So well, e- either way, Martin was last week, you're this week. So I'm lucky to have two in-person guests to, to conclude the season. So Jordan Summit, welcome to the podcast. Man, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really honored. Like when you texted me that the other day, I was like, either he's hurting for somebody or he just wants to talk. And no, I, I was very, very honored. <laughs> I'm very honored. I'm not hurting. You. No, I was like, because I was thinking about just, you know, because I, I love in-person guests and just because they're, one, they're more fun. And I think it's just, it's easier just 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 to talk in person. And I saw Martin the other week and I was like, I'm going to ask Martin. And then I was like, I'm going to ask Jordan because, you know, obviously I see you every day and, um, We've just had so much life happen this the past couple of years. Got to know each other well, just from from hunting and everything. So, yeah. I, 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 I just thought it'd be a fun conversation because absolutely we uh, have a lot in common. We also don't have a lot in common, so I'm excited. But you are, um, you know, your husband, your father. You're the you're the head videographer of Buck Commander. Oh geez, yeah. What, could, what, you you could say head videographer. Uh, yeah, I mean, I technically. Yeah, well, you've been there the longest. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I've been longest. here a minute. A minute. <laughs> well, I had. I, I was going to start it off by saying, um, so legend has it that you actually used to babysit Sadie and John Luke. That's how. <laughs> that's how long. That's how long you've been here. Yeah, that was that was actually one of my very first jobs when we came here. Um, Willie and Corey, they had just kind of taken over the company, and uh, as far as the website and you know doing all the management and stuff, the business side. And uh, SHOT Show is something that happens every year in our industry. Uh, it's where all the hunting uh, companies get together and we kind of go showcase our products for the coming year and whatnot. So it's a big event in Vegas. Um, really, really cool event. And um, that particular year, uh, I did not get to go, but uh, Willie was like, hey, I got a job for you. Um, me and Corey are going to Vegas for a few days and uh, need you to watch the kids. Me and my wife, we were new- newlyweds, so... You know, we we little experience with children, but not much. And and Willie and Corey are putting faith in us to watch their children. And um, I think it was Bella. Anyway, I think it was Bella. Bella got the flu while they were gone. No way. Well, then, you know, we're taking care of them all week and feeding them and just <laughs> doing all the stuff you do. And again, we're newlywed, young. I mean, we're like 21 years old. We know yeah. nothing about what we're doing. But uh but anyway, I'm just like, well, we gotta we gotta take care of these kids, you know, make sure they're alive when Willie gets back. And poor Bella got the flu, and and uh, well, guess who else gets the flu by the end of the week? She's yeah. laying on my lap, you know, <laughs> and like watching TV and stuff, trying to oh my feel gosh. better. And I got the flu by the end of the week. And Willie and Corey come back from an yeah. awesome trip from to an Vegas. Awesome trip to Vegas. <laughs> was that was was that did that like prolong y'all from thinking about having kids, or did did that affect that at all? No, not at all. What what was funny was that when we first got here, um, you know, Willie and Corey, they had pretty young kids. And then Jeff and Jessica, they had young kids. Jace had young kids. And um, it was funny because when we first got here, we were always like the just designated babysitters. Like, and, and, and that was fine. We were fine with that. And they always, you know, they were always nice, hooked us up, gave us a gift card somewhere, you know, took us out to eat. And, but we were always the ones that got asked like every time, you know, whether it was Jason's kids, Jeff's kids, Willie's kids. So, Hey, can y'all babysit this weekend? And it's, we got nothing else going on. We're 
two kids just got married uh-huh. in Louisiana, you know. So, yeah, we'll watch them. And, and we did that for a while. And then it was funny. I started picking up on it. I was like, wait, what? everybody always comes to us. Either they really like us or no, it's, it's, it's more but just because we were available. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I remember Jep giving me a piece of advice. He said, Hey, um, you will no longer get asked to babysit as soon as you have children. I was like, ah, that's what it is, which we enjoyed it. They all have great kids and, um, it it was fun, but that actually had nothing to do with our decision on having. So there was no incentive there to have kids. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We, we, we were able to see what good parenting does. Um, and how kids come out of that and everything. And so that was good for us. It gave us somebody to look look up to, Will and Corey and uh, Jep, Jessica, Jace, Missy, all of them, just, just seeing how they parent their children and whatnot. I, I, that was really good for us to see. Yeah. Um, and we did end up getting pregnant, but not by choice. No, yeah. <laughs> As things happen, you know, uh-huh. um, best accident ever, I'll just yeah. say. My That's first awesome. child, so. That's awesome. What, um... I didn't realize that you and Angela got married that young. We did. We did. Um, we were high school sweethearts. Uh, first and only girlfriend I ever had. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, met when I was uh, 14. She was 15. And so we dated all through high school, um, partially through college. Um, broke up maybe for like two weeks. Um, just it was one of those that, and you've probably been there, me being, a, I've only had one girlfriend ever, so uh-huh. I can only speak from this, but um, it was one of those that was like, okay, either we need to break up and we're not going to get back together, or I'm going to marry this girl. And so we broke up, and it lasted maybe two weeks. That's awesome. And it was like, no, I got to stick with her. And then we got engaged the, that summer. So so do you feel like, okay, so you, you met when y'all were 14, how does that what if, like, what if Rhett, you know? And my, yeah, Rhett, speaking about my firstborn, he yeah. just turned 15. So wh- how would mm. you feel if he thought he was going to marry this girl he just met? Is there, is, is there like some, some relatability with some compassion or is there like, no, you got to wait till you're older? Well, we, we didn't get married till we were 20, 21. So, you know, we dated for about six years or so, but. um I'm saying people that like, there, I feel like it's so rare that people that start dating when they're that young actually end up getting married together. Uh, totally now. Like it, like, yeah. And and I would even say when I was that age, yeah. like that, still super rare. Like yeah. I can tell you all my buddies in yeah. high school and college, like maybe one or two of them actually ended up with the girl that they were dating in college. Yeah. But um, yeah, if, if my son was to come to me and said, hey, dad, like this is the one. I mean, I'd probably be taken back a little bit, yeah. but you know what? I was there at one time, and yeah. and especially right when we were getting ready to get engaged, like you couldn't tell me otherwise. Like yeah. she was the one. She was. I mean, yeah. I couldn't imagine doing anything without her. Yeah. And so I think it's one of those that, like, if you find a girl that wants you, or that that makes you want to be a better version of you, that's the one. That's yeah. what I told my son. Actually, he's dating a little girl now. Yeah. And, it's awesome, yeah. You know, seeing it, but it, it's—I've uh, been there, yeah, so so I, sure. I know all the butterflies and all yeah. those feelings that come, you know, with with young love. But um, I've told him, I said, "Hey, man, you know, stick with it. You know, y'all are gonna have yeah. problems. Y'all are gonna have uh-huh. good times, bad times. But um, you know, when you get there, when when she makes you just want to be better than what you are, yeah, 
you, you got one yeah. more sticking with. That's awesome. So y'all moved. So what, how did that, cause, cause you're not from Louisiana. You're from, Ar- not. Aren't you from Arkansas? Arkansas. Yeah. Yep. So how do y'all, how'd you get roped into moving here when you were 21 to come? <laughs> like, like what's the origin of that? Man, I don't know if you'd say roped in or somehow, well, not, somehow well, roped in, but how, like how, like how'd y'all, what was the connection point there? <laughs> well, um, quite honestly, I mean, I've got a long story. I don't even know if you got enough podcasts for this, but, um, when, growing up, I wasn't a hunter at all. Did not hunt. And for those of you listening, I'm, I'm a video production manager for Buck Commander. So, uh, I film hunts and, and a lot of other things here at Buck Commander and duck commander and um was not a hunter though uh actually my mom wouldn't let me hunt uh she was scared <laughs> to death of something happening to us yeah if we were to go out in the woods so she didn't really let us hunt my grandfather hunted a little bit and he took uh, me one time he took my brothers a couple times but just really no hunting in my family um not that we were against it just again my mom was scared to death something would happen to one of her boys and uh later in high school uh, I was in agricultural class. I'll never forget it. And I was, we were watching TV. And back then, Christian, we had these things called cassette tapes, uh-huh. video VC, on VCRs. And so um, we would have this TV that they have on a little roller at the front. And then when we'd have slow days, our teacher would put a little movie on. Well, one day he put on this video and it was this, this bearded guy and he was shooting snakes like just big old cotton mouths and, and then killing ducks. And I was like, man, I was kind of intrigued. I was like, this guy is, man, there, there's some, there's some rawness to him. Like that is cool. And then he kept talking about God in it and everything. It was like, hmm. and so I kept watching it, you know, we'd come back the next day and then the guy had a different tape and a different tape. And it was, then I finally caught on. I was like, what is this series that we're watching here? Like, I thought it was a, like a, Wait, where, wait, wait, on, wait, where was this at? Was this, this was in high school. This was, this, was a, this was in school? In school. That is awesome. So like in yeah. ag class when things got slow, yeah. which apparently it was just super slow that week because we uh-huh. watched a ton of videos. Come, anyway, back to the story. So the videos I were watching were the Duck Commander series videos. Yeah. Again, I had no idea who these people were. I was just like very, very intrigued by the videos and, and just the grit and the, just the personality and the rawness of it all. And the ducks and just a lot of it was just just so different to me and how I've been brought up. I, I uh-huh. was just very intrigued by it. And a lot of the guys in class, you know, they hunted. And so they would kind of feel me. Oh, that's the duck commander, Phil Robertson, you know. And so um, I ended up starting to duck hunt, just dabbling it a little bit um, to the point where I got to thinking I was a duck hunter. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a duck hunter. Like, yeah, I can blow a duck call. I'm buying every one of Phil Robertson's calls. I'm buying camouflage, the same camouflage he want. I'm getting the same kind of gun he used. Like I'm just You're all in. I am Phil Robertson Jr., you know, thinking that I'm the stuff. And uh went into college with that same mentality, like, hey, I'm gonna get into hunting and and then I kinda got into deer hunting a little bit, but it didn't really I didn't really it didn't really interest me because in Arkansas, at least during that time period, um, if I went deer hunting, it was always cold, I never saw anything, and you couldn't talk. And duck hunting wasn't that way. Duck hunting, it, it was cold, but we would see ducks and yeah, and talk shoot and, and you could talk yeah. and like it was a lot of fun. So I really took to the duck side of things. And um, anyway, when I, when I went to college, um, 
as I would imagine most people. Um, I kind of bounced around on majors for a little bit, trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. And I, I kind of had a creative personality, I like to think. And um, at the time, I was a graphic design major. And all my buddies in college, you know, you do stupid stuff in yeah. college. And I, I went to a little college called Harding University in Searcy and a little Christian school there. And I was always the guy with my buddies, like instead of doing all the stupid things, I was the guy videoing it. And we didn't have phone cameras or any of the stuff that they've got now. No iPhones. It's all before all that. It's like the Motorola Razor days. I don't know if you were. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, 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 those uh-huh. those are cool phones. Those are really cool. Phones. I wish they'd bring them. My back. dad had one. I was like, that's. I was like, that's my dream phone. It was the Motorola. Uh, yeah, it was. It was the. Um, it was the Razor. Then do you remember the Juke? Oh yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I used to think those were the coolest things. They're ever. awesome. Yeah, they were really cool. Well, anyway, um, so I had a little point and shoot camera that I gotten for Christmas. So I was always the. The guy, instead of doing all the dumb things, I was yeah. the one videoing the dumb things. And then at the end of the year, I'd put together a little video, just kind of a collection of all the dumb things That's and so excitement funny. of things you would do in college. I'd put together a little video just for my buddies. Uh-huh. And so um, I guess my sophomore year, um, I was like, man, this video thing's kind of fun. I like to edit and tinker around on the computer and stuff. I said, I, I want to get into video production somehow. And so I ended up switching majors to video production. And um, later on that year, um, you know, I was still watching the duck videos back then. Uh-huh. I, was, I would show all my buddies. You know, I was still living that Phil Robertson Jr. life, you know. What did what 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 did Angela think of of, of you hunting? Oh, she loved it. Like, did she grow up hunting? No, she no. didn't. She, she didn't. didn't. She now Angela's more redneck than I am. Yeah. Like, <laughs> way more. Like. Her family is yeah. redneck as they come. She was all about it, though. Yeah. And, um, anyway, I'd, I'd take her yeah. hunting and stuff like yeah. that just while we were dating in college. We'd go on dates. We, we loved to fish together. That was one of the things that we did. I did do that a lot growing up was fish, but, yeah. um, we loved to fish. We go on dates just fishing. We just go fish for hours. That's awesome. And, uh, so that was always fun. But anyway, I ended up in my major, I was like, man, I, I really need to get like a job shouting um job shadowing opportunity somewhere and quite honestly at at the school i was at they were kind of pushing everybody to do like journalism or broadcast um in the news and whatnot and that just really didn't interest me i mean yeah you look at the news it's just so depressing now and i I understand just need to be people to do those jobs but just it wasn't what i wanted to do for the rest of my life and uh i was thinking man you know it'd be cool is if i could actually video those guys that i love to watch those duck commander guys that would be just a dream come true and uh, so anyway i sent in an email this was like the beginning of you know websites yeah. email days i guess but i sent in an email to duckcommander.com and um, kind of gave a little brief background to who i was what school i was going to and uh, said man i'd love a job shouting opportunity big fans Really didn't expect anything out of it. I really didn't. Like, I remember going home for the weekend, and I got an email back from a guy named Willie Robertson. I was like, who is this? Now, this is before Duck Dynasty. This is before Willie was really even part of Duck Commander. At so the he, time, he Willie, was kind of transitioning. He was transitioning from, from his camp role yeah. as a camp director to Duck Commander business. So I, and unbeknownst to me, yeah. okay, so just keep that in mind. So I get this email. I, I've never seen Willie on the videos. Like I've always seen 
Phil and Jason Sy, those were like the ones that I, and Red Dog, you know, just some of those people, Mac. And so his name just didn't ring a bell, but I was like, Willie Robertson. So I opened the email. I was like, hey, this is Willie Robertson. Um, I'm Phil's son. Um, yeah, uh, we know about Harding. I actually went to Harding, same school you're going to. Um, if you want to come give it a shot, we'll let you come video ducks for a few days. And I was just running in there and telling my that parents, awesome. just like, oh my gosh, like I have done it. And uh, it was just the best news ever. Called Angela, told her all about it. And um, anyway, um, that was 18 years ago. That's crazy. So here we are. So you, so you came here to, to do the shadowing. And mm-hmm. then like did that, like, how, did you, like when you moved here, were you, were you working full time or were you still kind of shadowing? No. So <laughs> the funny story about that, um, so I came and did the shadowing and then that, that was during that, <clears throat> that duck season of my no, my junior year. I just got back from Australia. And so uh, we studied abroad, different story, but we had studied abroad. So I come back from Australia, did the job shadowing. And so at the end of that year, um, I told Willie, I was like, hey, I'm getting married this summer. And he was like, I tell you what, why don't you, uh, oh, oh, I had called him. I'm sorry. I called him because I wanted, we didn't have any little kid friends in our wedding. Uh And so like, we didn't know any little kids or anything. And so Bobby, little Will and Bella and Sadie and John Luke were all in our wedding. That's awesome. Yeah, so they were like the ring bearers and the flower girls and all that stuff. So anyway, I I was calling to ask them if they wanted to do that and told them we were getting married, blah, blah, blah. And um, anyway, he said, hey, man, why don't you, uh, you know, it'd probably be good for y'all to, you know, get away from Arkansas for a little bit, just for your first month or two of marriage, for y'all to grow together and learn together. Um, Why don't you just come down here? I'll give you some of your work. I was like, oh, that'd be sweet. You know, that'd be cool. And then, and then we'll just go back to college after that. So my wife, uh, Angela, she was a biology major. and She was going to go to dental hygiene school, and she had big dreams and whatnot. And so we get, we got married, moved down here. Um, at the end of the summer, it's kind of time for me to go back to school. Mm. And Willie had told me, he said, hey, man, um, I'm fixing to start something new, um, something that hadn't been done before. Um it's called Buck Commander. And I've got a few guys that I'm running with, some baseball players and whatnot. And he said, we're fixing to start up this this new company. We're going to do what my dad did with ducks. We're going to do it with deer. We're going to make entertaining deer hunting videos. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, just kind of, what are you getting at here? And he was, I need a camera guy. I was like, oh, my goodness. We were at church, actually. And him and Corey tell me all wow. this. And so... um. He said, I want you to go think about it. He said, now, listen, this job's here right now. I know you got to go back to school. This job's here right now. You can take it and stop going to school and you just work this job and, you know, I'll give it to you now. Or you can go back to school, finish school, and, but I can't guarantee this job's going to be here. I'm probably going to fill it. And I remember going home and me and Angela praying over it and talking about it. And um, she was just so just, I mean, just pushed me like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm married to you. I'm here with you. I want, I'm whatever you, whatever you decide, like I'm, I'm in it. Don't worry about it. Again, 18 years ago, here we are now. Uh, so we ended up moving down here. 
Uh, took the job, obviously. So you, did, so you didn't do your senior year? I did not. I did wow. not. I did not finish college. For you, those of you listening, well, I did what, not did, finish. Did, was Angela still in college? She was. She did not finish either. <laughs> I love and it. And so... Um, that is so awesome. Yeah, we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. You know? um, it, it's... There's never been a time that I regretted any of it. Like yeah. it's just been awesome. Yeah. So no, I love that. Okay. So so just because you 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 briefly mentioned it in there when you said that we went home and prayed about it, were y'all like what 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 was your faith background? Like what was your faith upbringing? Like when you were like when all that stuff was happening, were you you know like were you following Jesus you know strongly or was there a kind of a pivotal moment where that kind of shifted like when you first moved down here in just marriage when you were filming stuff. Yeah, I would say, um, for, for me, um, I, I thought I was following Jesus. Yeah. You ever been that way? Yeah. Where you oh, thought yeah. you were oh, following yeah. Jesus. So like my, you my thought whole, you were my there. Whole high school life. And, and so it, it was kind of like, I thought I was Phil Robertson jr. I wasn't Yeah. like, I thought I was following Jesus. Um, but I think that's also just being super young and uh-huh. not confident in yourself, not having faith. Um, and so I, I, I'd had a awesome upbringing, great parents. Uh, we went to church. I mean, just my dad was a very good father uh, in the home. Great, great Christian. Uh, just a just a great example of a Christian and a father. And so is my mom. But. Uh, yeah, I, at at the time I would tell you like, oh yeah, 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 I'm a Christian, like, yeah, yeah, but I think as I learned about myself and, and and about my wife and just just growing in our Christianity, I realized like I'm not fully committed to Jesus like I should be. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize that till probably ten years later. Yeah. So what's the um just because I, I, it, it's it's such a cool story and I know. Even even just from like talking to Willie, just this, you know, I think most of the time, I mean, it, obviously each place has its fair amount of, you know, just foul play. Or, I mean, maybe not foul play, but just 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 fun stuff that people do at Deer Campus stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Buck Commander, like, there's such a spiritual, you know, like thing about it, mm-hmm. you know, like baptisms and just Bible studies and, and all those things. And you have, you have a super, super cool baptism story. Can you kind of share uh, a little bit about that and how that was kind of prompted? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I was, I, I was after, let's see, I think it was about 27, 28 years old. And so duck dynasty was at its peak. You know, this is, this is at the peak of duck dynasty. And, um, Willie went down. Had, had y'all had Rhett yet at this point? Yeah, we'd had Rhett. We okay. had Rhett when we were 21, 22. Okay. So we were not quite had Slade yet, my second son. And so anyway, we'd gone down to Ala, Louisiana, south of here, about an hour. And Willie uh, was going to preach the gospel to like 100 people down there that, that Mr. Bill Busbus uh, uh-huh. had lined up all these people to come listen to Willie uh, share the gospel of Jesus. And, uh, man, I was down there and Willie was like, man, why don't you just come video this? Like, I think it could be kind of cool. Like we could use it for something on the show. Yeah. And, uh, really didn't think anything more than that. And then just like, okay, just doing my job. Like, yeah, I'll go video that. That's cool. And so, um, went down there and videoed, you know, Willie sharing the gospel with all these people. And then I can't remember how many it was, but they got a little lake right there behind their, their house. And, um, I don't know it. 30, 40 people 
all went down. Everybody went down in the water, but 30 or 40 people went down the water and Willie's just boom, boom, just dunking them, you know, baptizing one after another. And I'm just watching this and I'm just like, holy cow, like look at just how the Holy Spirit has just moved over all these people. And and I, it, it just, it just took to me. And, and all is about an hour drive from here. And uh, we came home late that night. I was riding with Willie and we were just riding in the car and I was just sitting there thinking about like, man, I really thought I was a Christian. I'm not, I mean, I'm watching like what Willie's doing. I am not doing anything like this. Like I am not giving everything I got and sharing Jesus with everyone I know. And man, I, I just kind of expressed that to him and, and he and I talked and, Obviously, he shared the gospel with me in the truck. And by the time we get to West Monroe, Louisiana, we're going to Two Mamas Pool, and I'm getting baptized in there. That is so like, awesome. I don't know, midnight. Yeah, so. that is so awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, it really is cool. You know, I mean, you see, yeah, I mean, just the amount of people that that y'all have all gotten to preach the gospel to at, at Honey Camp, it's, 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 it's incredible. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that's a whole nother, you know, avenue for us that, that we do get to share the gospel with lots of young teenagers. And, yeah. and I think without getting into all that, I think right now more than ever, and especially have gone through that now having a teenager, that is the most one of the most impress, impressionable ages yeah. that you can have on, on kids and their faith yeah. and what they go through in life. And, and right there, I mean, you know it, you weren't there th- that long ago, but yeah. You know that's a that's a tough time in someone's life is just being a teenager. Yeah. So um, I'm so thankful for like the sportsman's camp and all that too that we get to yeah get to share that camp Chioka. Yeah. Um, it's really really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, this next question I want to ask you: What have you learned about God from behind a camera? Oh my gosh. I guess what I've what what I've learned is that how He moves when you don't ask him to move. That's cool. And the things that he makes happen through faith, just amazing. Just, just amazing. There, there's things that, that in our deer camp, you know, and, and keep in mind, we do have a wild bunch of guys. Like yeah. we, we got a bunch of ex baseball player, or excuse me, retired baseball players. Reti- that's a, retired that's the proper baseball. term. Retired baseball players. And then uh, some country music singers, and and that lifestyle is a wild lifestyle. Yeah. And and just over the years, just seeing how that's evolved into where discussions have gotten deeper and deeper and deeper to where you, each one of these guys is not just my boss, but it's my brother. Mm-hmm. And so I can sit in the stand with Tombo or Luke or Willie or any of those. And we can have deep discussions about life. I can get advice. I can just seeing how God has moved through Buck Commander. Yeah. It's just been amazing. That is awesome. Well, because even like, you know, this is, it's it's, it's all throughout scripture. Um, It's in the New Testament, but it's also in the Old Testament. Just kind of this reference of like, you know, when people kind of get to the point of like, worshiping creation and not not like the creator Mm -hmm. and being, you know, always being, outdoors and being in, in these beautiful places where you know you get to see the sunrise you get to see you know the sunset and you get to see all these just beautiful things and even just some of the deer that y'all have gotten to see like it's just remarkable have you ever kind of 
like fallen into that of just maybe not worshiping creation, but just like kind of, you know, maybe being so consumed with that that you can kind of lose sight of God that maybe created that. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I talk about it with our sportsman's camp kids. And so I'm a big turkey hunter. Like uh-huh. I love turkey hunting and, and, and you and I haven't got to do that together yeah, yet, but there's uh, a different side of me yeah. <laughs> um, that you haven't experienced um, when it comes to turkeys. And, and, and so, I, so, so you were, so you weren't a real duck hunter, but you would call yourself a real turkey. Hunter. I, I would call myself a real turkey hunter <laughs> okay. now. Okay. I, I would. You, you've I, made uh, it. This is your, <laughs> yeah. there, but there was a time that I thought I was a turkey hunter yeah. and I wasn't. Yeah. So but, the, being able to recognize that yeah. now, you know, but that's, you're there now. I, I feel like I'm there. You're there now. Now. I okay. feel like I'm there. Okay. I'm learning something yeah. every day. Yeah. Every time I go out, I try to learn yeah. something. So I, I would consider myself a turkey Perfect. hunter now. Okay. All right. We'll continue. So uh, that, I would say just early on when I, when I got into turkey hunting and, and whatnot, and, and honestly, social media and video and our hunts, like those type of things, you, you create pressure um uh-huh. to perform right yeah um and so if the creation is not you know obliging yeah. you know you you to to get the job done it can get kind of frustrating and so i i went through a, a about a year two year time period there that i i kind of had a chip on my shoulder and i thought i was really really good at what I did, and, <laughs> and and when things didn't work out, I would let it affect my attitude and how I treated people, and and really, like you said, just I would lose sight of what I was there for instead of yeah watching the sunrise and and praising God for another day and the ability to be even out there yeah I'm going turkeys aren't goblin yeah like I'm just I, I'm aggravated I'm not even appreciating what. I'm surrounded with I'm just turkeys aren't goblin uh-huh. and, and you know, that's not a way to be. And, and it, and it took, uh, it, it took a incident for me to realize that I had a day that, um, walking back to my truck and I had a loaded shotgun, uh, with a, with a strap over my shoulder and I get to the truck and I go to swing the shotgun off of my shoulder to load him by myself. Swing the shotgun off my shoulder. It hangs up on my vest. I didn't realize this. And I go to unload. And when it swings over, my shotgun gets hung by the vest. And the trigger and say everything happened at the same time. Shotgun goes off, shoots my truck. And about six inches from my foot, a hole the size of a baseball. Well, and the the blast, you know, everything just scared the living crud out of me. And I'm just feeling around, making sure that, you know, I'm not bleeding or anything uh-huh. like that. And and my ears are ringing and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. So I, I kind of get everything together and I, I notice the hole in my truck. And I'm just like, oh, oh, my goodness. Like God was watching out for me today. Like, and it, coincidentally, it was like three days left of turkey season, I think, here in Louisiana. And, and I remember getting in the truck. And for some reason, I it, it, I don't know what voice it was, but there was a voice in my head that said, you're done. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. And, and, and I got home and 
kind of broke down with my wife and told her everything. And golly, I was just like, yeah, it was so scary. Yeah. But it was a wake up call. Yeah. It was a wake up call because I immediately realized that I am not here for that. Like what I thought was the end result of getting that turkey over your shoulder and getting back to the truck and being able to have a video of it or post it on social media. Like that's not what we're here for. Yeah. That's not what we're here yeah. for. Because it, it, I mean, it, even like you said, it really is so easy. Because I mean, I feel like this this season I've been deer hunting a lot more than usual. Because you know, usually we'll go on our our son in law's son trip, and it'll be you know that might be for like a week or whatever. But I've been going out lately, and, and I can yeah, it, it's so easy to get into that of like you know, it's like this morning. I went this morning. It was like thirty eight degrees. It was mm. a beautiful sunrise. It was it was like windy, but not too windy. It's like perfect. And yeah, I was like, I mean, like some deer winded us over here. And I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Like mm-hmm. I had left, you know, I left Honey and Haven and Sadie in bed this morning and they're both screaming. I'm coming out here. We're getting winded. And then it was like, it's so easy to, to fall into that instead of just being like, it was like, at least I got to see something, you know, like most, yeah. so many people go out and like never see anything. We just saw 10 deer come out at the same time, you know, like you so. Because it is, it's, you know, it it gets easy to be like that. It's like when it's not cooperating the way that you think it should be, um, you know, it's just an, it's like an, it's an, it's an expectation rather than, yeah, just being grateful that you're one, able to even be out there and, and able to do it and just being appreciative, mm-hmm. you know, of the beauty of it. Cause it really, I mean, it really is beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 um, it's incredible. Well, you know, I want to ask you this question because, um, one we talked about you know cameras and and really just your job which is it's it's incredible and it's 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 really cool because i think you and really just all you guys really but i think you 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 specifically like just this heart of like serving like you know i think about the verse like you know the first we last last we first um and because i i I do want to hear kind of your 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 perspective on this and i could be completely wrong but how do you feel like you know, you, you have the heart to like serve, but you also, you know, like you're videoing people do something that you love to do too. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like you love, like you love to hunt too, but yet you're, you know, oftentimes, you know, videoing someone else do it. How do you, like, have you ever kind of wrestled with that? Maybe early on, I know that, you know, like you said, you're 18 years into it now. How do you feel like maybe that's adapted over the years of like maybe even early on where you, you know, if you're videoing them duck hunting, but yet you thought you were a real duck hunter, so you want to be duck hunting with them. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, how have you kind of wrestled? It may have, maybe it hasn't even been a wrestle for you. How have you kind of walked that, like walked through that over the last just couple teen years? Yeah, I would say early on, um, early on, I probably struggled with that a lot more. Just being, you know, especially coming from Arkansas as a kid who really didn't hunt ever, and then hanging out with these people. Um, who were super famous and get to go hunt really cool places that they own and work hard, you know, yeah. all, all these guys that I, that I work for, a lot of people don't realize that they're not, they just don't get free land and free opportunities like that. They all work for it. So, um, you know, uh, being able to, to, to watch them at first, you know, and video those things, it, it, it was cool, but you know, deep down, I'd say, yeah, give me that bow. Like, yeah. let's trade for a yeah. minute. Like, yeah. th- and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like, I, I'm I'm not faulting any, and especially if you're thinking about being a camera guy, you know, that's obviously going to be something that 
that you want to do like the camera guys want to get in on it too yeah and um you know i would say early on i probably struggled with that a lot more than i do today and not that i don't today it's it's still a little bit of a struggle but not near what it used to be so so the way i ended up overcoming that and and really i just realized that one day um i can't remember i'd gotten uh, i'm not bragging i'm just i'd gotten a really cool shot uh it was one of our guys he had he had got this deer and and i had filmed over the shoulder and he had both hands raised up in the air and um you see the deer running off like after he's made it's a great shot it's great footage like still to this day in my opinion like one of the coolest shots i've ever filmed and um anyway i remember bringing it back to camp and everybody's high-fiving me like it the, like man you nailed that like good yeah. job good job good job like i'm getting as much praise as the dude who killed the deer yeah and um and, and not that that's what i was looking for but that that particular day i was like man this is what this is about like yeah. not not that oh jordan you did a great job what it is is that i realized that i'm not there to shoot the deer i'm not there to to be the guy holding the trophy at the end of the photo i'm not that guy i'm the guy who created the memory yeah that can go on forever so what you would go and and let's say you went and hunted this morning you had a great hunt you were by yourself you're gonna have nothing but memory of that for the rest of your life just a memory what I take pride in is that my job is to capture that on camera. That's cool. That not only do you have it as a memory, but you can physically see it for the, forever. Yeah. And so I take a lot of, I, I'm really proud of that, you know, as far as that's our job as cameramen, um, yeah. being able to do something like that. And that, man, just, just being happy for someone else who's worked really hard to get to this point in life where they can enjoy things. And, and knowing too that, you know, good things come to those who wait and work hard. And, and you know what, if, if my goal in life is to shoot a hundred, 150 inch deer, like I would say I got my priorities wrong. Yeah. You know, Willie Robertson, his, his goal is not to shoot the biggest buck out of everybody in buck commander every year. It's how many people he can he bring to Jesus? Like that's the goal. Yeah. And so I think it's just everybody, like, if you struggle with that, you probably just got your priorities strong. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and it, it takes something to realize that. Sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Because it's, well, it's really like, it's so many things, right? I mean, it's, it's really, I mean, you can take anything. You can take any sport, any hobby, yeah. like surfing. Like most, I would say most of like these professional surfers, like most people that probably video them really well love to surf. Mm-hmm. Like same with working out, like fitness people. Like if, if you're a video of someone who's doing a hard crossfit workout or whatever, I would imagine the person that's filming that likes to work out. Like same with hunting. The person that's filming somebody hunting probably likes to hunt. So mm-hmm. there's you know, like and even and even aside from like from the video aspect, like there's the, like there's those things in all of us that, you know, not 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 the idea of like living vicariously through it, but like yeah, there's just there there can be deep rootedness in us of like yeah, like I wish that was me. Like, yeah. I, you know, like, I wish that was me, you know, shooting the 200 inch deer or whatever. I, or I wish that, that was me 
catching that wave and whatever. Like there, there's so many things in life that we can look at like that. But that's really cool to hear you say like this, the memory aspect. I've never, never really, I have thought about it like that just because every time, you know, I do get to go shoot something and get to see something. I watch the video playback a hundred times. Cause I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I, th- I think it's the coolest thing just, just to, just to get to relive it. Um, but no, that's awesome. That, that That's such a cool like mindset shift that, like the, like the, the, that happened to you that day. That's awesome. See, if I'd been around, like for all these stories that you hear from Cy, we'd yeah. actually be able to validate yeah. some of them. You'd be able to validate. I'd some be of able them. to validate some of them, but unfortunately, they're just stories. Yeah. So that's where I come yeah. into play for this now. So, do you think? Do you think the Black Panther story is true? No. And again, I don't know that we have a long enough podcast for this, but I've seen some things out there too. And yeah. every camera guy that will, or that excuse me, that Phil will talk about says. All these weird camera guys, they always see weird stuff. I saw a black bear close to Phil's place one time. Nobody believed me. Yeah. Like on the way to Phil, saw a black bear stand up six foot tall, 30 feet out of my truck. And I was like, oh, that's a black bear. And and we weren't um, maybe two miles from Phil's house and yeah. called him. Phil, I just saw a black bear. And this was a long time ago. He said, no, oh, we don't know black bears around here, Frodo. That's what he called me. <laughs> and... uh I was like, man, I, I know I saw a black bear. Yeah. I got it for weeks. For weeks, I got black bear. Until the day that Phil called me, him and one of his uh, hands out there ran across a black bear track on the land. And they said, you were right. So <laughs> That's so funny. How would you, I just don't know how you would, I just don't know how you would make that up. That's hilarious. <laughs> how would you just run and make that up? Okay, well, I want to I end with this. Um, you know, y'all been married for, how many, marriage, how many years have you been married? Going on... Is on camera. I'd well, say well, 18. 18. 18. Going 18. on 18. Okay, yeah, 18. Um, and y'all been, you know, you just said red, he just turned 15? He did. Okay, cool. What advice would you give to young? Cause I, I know we have a lot of um, young dads listening to this podcast and a lot of people that want to be par- you know, parents in the future. Well, what advice would you give uh, to young dads out there listening or young dads that, you know, future young dads? Somebody told me that the most, the, the most moldable, impressionable age is zero to like three years old or five years old, maybe. Um, I would say that's right. Like you're setting up kids for life at that, your kid's age. Like you were setting them up for life. The other thing I would tell you is get off your phone, get up and soak up every minute you can with them because it goes by so quick. Yeah. So quick. Yeah. I've already seen that. I've already, yeah. I've eat, I've I I I got on the honey the other night, and um, she she like she was not wanting to sleep, and I was like it, it was it was so late, and I was like I I was getting so, I was just getting so mad, and I was like honey, I was like I was like you gotta like you gotta go to sleep, and then it was she 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 said don't be mean to me again, and it was like <laughs> I was like I felt it was it was one of the worst. Like, I just felt so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is because it's, it's so easy to get, it's so easy just to get distracted with it that. Is. I mean, it's it so is. easy to come home and just, yeah, I mean, obviously you want to play with your kids and you want to converse and all those things, but it's easy to, you know, we're tired. We've had a long day. You want to just, absolutely you kind of and just I've had, watch TV I've or check out or whatever. Yeah. Where, where I'll get back from a long trip and I just need to relax in my chair for just give me like a three hour nap or, you yeah. know, whatever it is. And, and, um, it's just that those moments go by. I mean, I, I just, my son just turned 15. 
I can literally remember the day he was born like it was yesterday. Yeah. And and it's just flown by so fast. That's crazy. And so, you know, I hope I've been a good example to him. Yeah. I think, too, like, it, it's uh, there's a reason God didn't give me girls, because if I had girls, especially as cute as yours, like, <laughs> they wouldn't be seeing the light of day. Like, I, I got two boys, and, you know, it's been all I can handle. And, and they're great kids. I'm so proud of them, and it's probably their mama that has been the reason they're as awesome as they are. But, you know, for you and Sadie, for anybody out there, if you're young parents, um, team up show each other love in front of your children. Like, I think that's super important too, is, is you show them love. Um, whether it's hugging, kissing, whatever it is, you show them love in front of your kids so that they understand that and they see that. And, and both my boys are still big huggers. Like awesome. they come up, my son gives me a hug. My 15 year old son gives me a hug every night, big old hug. Like he'll come, he's big, he's bigger than me now, which doesn't take much, but he's <laughs> bigger than me now. And he'll come bear hug me and pick me up. That means the world to me. Yeah. So that's awesome. Anyway, that's but, awesome. I love soak it. up everything. Put you your can, phone man. down. So if you're listening to this, put your phone down, soak up every moment. And, uh, yeah, just go be present with your family. That's right. Jordan, thank you so much for joining me, man. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Yep.